This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor here. Good morning, one and all. Uh, got through Christmas. Now the next thing we head for is the um, big party, New Year's Eve party. Charlie is already having her lampshade dry cleaned. Because uh, <laughs> oh, she's a talking. wild what? Hmm? Look who's talking. Oh, I think please. you started the lampshade <laughs> thing, didn't I, you? I'm getting I'm getting the word from James Patrick Dooley. Uh-huh. Like, there's a sign for BS he's given me. Yeah. Jeez, he's whiz. seen you in the, light, the lampshade. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have been known to party. Uh, in any case, welcome along to the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, Master Gardener, uh, wondrous goddess of the garden and uh, darling of the daffodils. Oh, now good for you. Right yeah. off, the, off the top of my noggin. Now, Frank likes to consider himself a wordsmith. This is a, an ongoing debate we have. Now, that yes, was beautiful. You just did a nice job there. Thank, Thank you. you okay. However, yeah. there was something going on. Was it last week? I think yes. I might have referred to something as being so... We had... You said. Something, oh, that was say? so fun. Oh, that was and so fun. I upbraided Charlie. I said, please. Oh, he slapped me around. Please do not. You, it has to have a modifier. It is so much fun. Not so fun. I know. Fun, it it, it wasn't so much fun. It was just so fun. No, it wasn't. It's, it should be so much. Much fun. It drives me crazy. I know. So then we had this mm. knockdown battle yeah, and yeah. slapped each other around. And then I was reading this, the uh, was color it? comics in yeah. the star. And, of course, I tore out one of the comics just for Frank. Yes. Can you share that with I our listeners? I can share that with the listeners. Uh, of course I can. A guy says to his wife... Can no, you... no, no. That's a retail store. Oh, retail She's store. She's the staff. Oh, I see. I didn't He's know. a customer. Oh, you, you know all about the comics. Yes, okay. dear. So can the you, customer I, says to the staff. Yes. Can you suggest a good gift? Sure, she says. Who is it for? Whom is it for, says the guy. Did you skip that day in English class? It's from my wife. And she says, sorry, can't think of anything. Well, good luck finding someone whom will help you. Who, he says. <laughs> I'll have so to, yeah, I'll tack that up. He's but, that particular. I'm the language police. Uh, yeah, that customer is like sli- you know, cutting his own throat oh, yeah. with his... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, word smithiness and curmudgeonly word, oh, ways. Word smithiness. Now, <laughs> gee whiz, where have we heard that ever before? Never. <laughs> oh, really? Do you know what I didn't give out? Here we uh, go. Phone numbers. The phone numbers. Yep. Very good. Okay, so let me let me give you the phone numbers, folks. Uh, in Toronto, call if you want to talk to Charlie, and all of us do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Excuse yes. me. Yes. Four ones. <laughs> Four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Okay. Then anywhere else in the province, it is toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Remember our mantra, please call early, call often. One question per call. And first time callers, please let James Patrick Dooley know that you're on the line. Uh, first time caller, and we will uh, not we. He will arrange to ring the chimes. Oh, no chimes today. Uh-huh. We'll have to make them up. 
Okay. In fact, I think I might, I think I found my bell that I used to have. Oh. So I'll get that at some point. Oh. Okay. The one that you said mm. somebody stole from you. Yeah. Well, I was pretty sure that I think they did. They <laughs> Either that it. or you misplaced they it. They hid it in my drawer. Yeah, my right, exactly. <laughs> Underneath a bunch of stuff. That's right. <laughs> those, All right. Those people. <laughs> now, stop picking on me. Stop it. I love picking on you. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Uh, so how was your Christmas? Was it oh, fun? Oh, it was wonderful. You, you uh, were busy. Pete, I had lots of grandbabies. Yes. And Oh, they had me up at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning on Christmas, yeah, after a very late night yes. with my uh, elder son out in Hamilton. We uh, did pretty good damage to a bottle of Glenfiddich, mm-hmm. so I wasn't uh, all that, you know, spry. And, but I get the call at 7 o'clock from Toby, my youngest guy, who lives one floor above me. He says, they're up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's all he said. They're up. Oh, God. And so, now you had to get up. Yeah, well, yeah I had to go upstairs yeah. and uh, watch the presents being ripped through. Oh, yes. Isn't it a ball watching kids go through their it presents? Is. Honest yeah. to Pete. Yeah, the stuff was flying all over the place. I know. It's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. it was a wonderful. No, well, I we slept a Christmas. little later than that because, you Did know, you? my kids are in their 20s. So we, I think we're actually at the tree with our cups of coffee in hand about <laughs> 8.30. Oh, oh gee, that's pretty good. <clears throat> well, I would have, we would have been much later, but we, we were also hosting dinner that night. So oh, we had oh, a 19-pound yeah. turkey, which required oh, Lord. cleaning yeah. and stuffing and sewing and roasting so that we would sit down before 9 p.m. Last night, my my hats off kudos to my son uh, Toby who had uh, turkey dinner last night mm-hmm. I, I think it's a 26 pound bird oh my gosh and it was it was beautiful unlike the <laughs> the one he actually he, he didn't realize he had to thaw it oh yeah you know, he started to thaw it the morning of him. no no oh. no what did yeah, he call it oh my god you, you oh I can't remember yeah, you can't but he had to throw it down the incinerator uh, the incinerator the cinder- it went <laughs> everybody in the apartment building can hear it yeah yeah going down oh he had some wild name for it but it, my god he has learned tons Beautiful 20, why dressing. would you do such a big one? Twenty six. I don't know. His oven's big enough for that. Yeah, and he's got a roasting pan big enough. Yeah, for that? bet you he did. That's yeah, a big. No, it's wonderful. Glazed carrots and yeah. oh, he whipped everything up. It was great. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, the gravy, the whole, yep. the whole yep. nine yards, and then we did a repeat of Christmas dinner the following day for lunchtime. Oh, wow. Uh, we got my mom down into my parents' condo, and we all came together and did dinner at lunch. Well, I, th- I think everybody had a pretty good uh, yeah. pretty Well fed, yes. I hope so, anyway. Right. You know, we better get moving here. It's already 9.13. Okay, okay. We've um, lathered away. Okay, well, I don't have a ton of, of course, because I don't have, there's not a lot going on well, yeah. in terms of the Hort Societies. There is the ongoing event at the Royal Botanical Gardens right through until January the 4th. You want to get out? I mean, the mm. weather certainly mild enough this next day or so, anyway. Celebrate the season at RBG holiday traditions mm-hmm. like uh, the train show, which is... Yep. Um, Phenomenal. Uh, Winter Wonderland, magical uh, Winter Wonderland in Hendry Park. Uh, Of course, making your way along the trail of festive lights. There's the Candy Cane Garden and Santa's Cabin, I imagine, is now being mothballed for for the year. But because Santa's off on holidays, right? right? Mm -hmm. But you can warm up with lots of entertainment, choirs, crafts, uh, hot chocolate, mold cider, all that sort of thing. So for more information, rbg.ca. And I just remembered the name of the bird that Toby whipped down. The oh, yeah. he named it. Yeah, Excalibur. Oh, right. And it, that was the one that was 26 pounds. The one he cooked last night was 19 pounds. Oh, okay. That sounds better, that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
but you get this thing going down the incinerator and <gasps> shoot. Bang, bang, bang. I'm surprised it made it down because that's cool. a big turkey. You bet it is, and it was solid. Anyway, we got to get going here, and we'll be back to talk to, let's see, Marie is on the line from Kitchener. Hang tight there, Marie. We're coming at you in just a couple of moments here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin and yours truly, Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Yes, sir. We're here. We're here. <laughs> hey, you know and what? We have two Marie's on the line. Oh, nice. But let's, let's as I indicated just before the little break there, uh, Marie from Kitchener is first to go. Hey, good morning, Marie. Good morning to you, too. Good morning. And I hope you've had a lovely Christmas. Oh, boy, did we ever. Yes, good. good. Still stuffed. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Ours was yesterday, so I really still have Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, I, I have um, a, a sweet daughter-in-law who for sure once a year gives me an orchid, uh-huh. and I'm not good at that. I've had it for two months, and it's already starting to drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, flowers, you know, one by one. Well, that, start. That, and it's one of these where it tells me to put three ice cubes right. a week on top. Okay, so some people do have some good success with that simple three ice cubes mm-hmm. a week mm-hmm. trick. A couple of important things to remember. Have you got, what, is it in a window or in a bright spot? Uh, well, at the moment, well, it's going back today. I had to move it from my dining room table um, with my other plants that people keep giving me. <laughs> and uh, but uh, and it's been in a room, actually, that doesn't have any sun. Oh. Well, it's because we have something on our windows that keeps the sun out, just on that particular window and the one beside. But it's going back on the dining room table today. Okay, and dining room table is fairly far from a window, I would think. Well, not in our house, but it faces east. Okay, so how far from that eastern window do you think it is? Oh, it's probably uh, only about five feet from the window. Five feet from an eastern window. Mm -hmm. It would actually, that orchid would be happier if it was closer to that eastern window. As a matter of fact, it would almost like to be right on the window ledge or on a table at the window when it comes to an eastern window. Mm Because that's a very gentle, soft morning sun. Right. And it's a phalaenopsis that you have. And Mm -hmm. they they like a, a bright diffuse kind of light and I'm just afraid that number one you're a little far from the window so that'd be number one I'd, I'd get a little closer if you can okay. the other thing is make sure that when it, if it is moved it's not so close that there's any kind of cold drafts it's not actually touching the glass right. plus be very careful of, of warm drafts uh, in terms of vents you want, don't want the furnace blowing hot air on the plant right. so if there is a vent there or any kind of a, a heating device there try and ensure that you're deflecting the heat away so that it's not going actually put you know sort of hot air right onto the plant so going back to the watering though now the three ice cubes like i said some people have good success with that (laughs) and the the reason why it works is because the ice cubes slowly melt and do a slow watering and that's a very nice thing from an orchid's perspective when you just sort of drench water on top of that bark which is the soil it's in the water rushes right through and you know the bark doesn't really get saturated but the ice cube slowly melting does make a huge difference in terms of really moistening the roots so that can work but ice cubes are cold and i wouldn't want to be watered with ice cubes if i had my druthers (laughs) so what i do and I, i i've had really good success with this if you can do it is a bucket of water or a sink full of water and you actually immerse the entire plant 
under the water. So oh. pot, leaves, stem, everything goes right under the water. Now, this is room temperature water, preferably, that's been sitting out for at least 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So an immersion, wait till all the air bubbles because air bubbles will rise to the surface for a couple of minutes. Just hold it under till the air bubbles stop. Then lift that plant up out of the, the you know, mm-hmm. sink or whatever it's in, the pail of water, and let it drain out in a sink. Uh, bits of bark will have floated. Put the bark back into the pot and let it just drain for 10 or 15 minutes and then back into its window location. Okay. And I do that about once, eh, once a week, once every ten days, really? depending on yeah, depending on the temperature it's in and the amount of sunlight we're getting. Uh-huh. Uh, you, I, it's all based on the weight of the pot because you can't really feel the soil when it comes right. to orchids. So you've got to kind of get used to. You'll know what it feels like when it's nice and thoroughly saturated, and then just track that that weight. Check right. it every couple of days, and once it starts to feel quite light, do that again. Mm-hmm. And that, they love that. Okay. That's the best. I will try that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't want it to, to die before she gonna... sees it the next day. She saw it yesterday, yeah. but um, she doesn't realize that I've already lost. Uh... <laughs> well, don't worry about a few flowers dropping, because the flowers will last, you know, six weeks, two months, but yes. the, they do drop. Like, it's, it's oh, okay. okay. The flowers don't last forever. Okay. But you want those leaves to be nice and green and firm and new growth coming. Right. Marie, I've written beside your name here, The Reluctant Gardener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, right. People keep giving you, you going, oh, God, more plants. Another plant. Yeah, another plant. Yes, I know, I know. Well, I just don't have that many windows in the right spot. To yeah. All these plants. It makes a difference. Anyway, okay. Good stuff. Well, good yeah, luck with good. that. And happy New Year. Yes, you too. All the best. (laughs) Bye-bye. We're going to be uh, going to Marie in Etobicoke in just a couple of moments. First, we have to take a little bit of a break here. This is The Garden Show as uh, Charlie Dobbin and I, Frank Proctor, broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And we shall return on AM740 Zoomer Radio in moments. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, here we are, back in the studio, all set to have a word with Marie uh, in Etobicoke. Hi, Marie, good morning. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. I'm calling about hilling up roses. Mm-hmm. The ground good. still isn't frozen. Good question. You're right. It's, I haven't hilled my roses. You haven't? Nope. It hasn't are been you, cold enough. Are you still going to do it? Uh, if it gets cold enough. Are you? Yeah, of course. I have bags of soil. I always buy bags of soil in preparation. And yes, I've got the bags in the garage where they're staying thawed out. Yeah. And then the idea is that if I see some serious cold yeah. coming, I will get out there and get the soil over, you know, a good 8 or 10 inch pile over the crowns of all my, my grafted roses. But honestly, it's well above zero today. I know. It's going to be for the next few days. And when I looked at the long range, we're talking minus 10. Some nights, minus 10. So there is a cold blip coming. So it almost might be worth putting the hills out in the next day or two. But if we're going to have a lot of rain, the rain's going to wash the That's soil off. That's another thing, yeah. So it's, it's kind of, if, there's a, if there is a sort of sweet spot there before it gets cold, but no big rain in between, then I'll probably will get out there and get that soil on in the next and day or two. Another thing is, if it's not frozen, the, the squirrels are at it. Yeah, yeah digging around. And they around. down. That's right. And they're digging in, putting things in there and rearranging everything for us. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, oh, you, But you would still do it. 
in a few when it, this next cold spell comes. That's, well, exactly, because you know that the roses will not die as long as the, it's not too cold. Yeah. Uh, but if we start looking at serious double, you know, minus double digits, then yeah, yeah we want those hills in place. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. Thanks, That's Mary. a great Happy question. New year. Happy and New Year to you too. too. Okay, thank goodbye. you, thank you for joining us from Etobicoke. I know it's been so mild, eh? Oh yeah. I mean, oh. my my ground's not frozen. It, no, uh, well, I don't expect probably anybody's is uh, unless you go further. Yeah, north, I mean, know. I think probably yeah. probably Barry and north of there, yeah. they're probably frozen. But anyway. here is a lady online yes. ready to talk about acorns. Now I have a whole. Well, I'll tell you that oh, later. Oh, that's a, uh, they're in the what fridge. What did you do with your latest? No, they're they're in the refrigerator in Ziploc bags, and I got about forty of them. But uh, did you soak them? Yes. Okay. And they, they all stayed at the bottom of they the bowl sink. for like I had, it was almost two days. Oh. Okay. Drowned them darn near. <laughs> no, Edith, you can't hello and welcome to the show. Oh, hello. Good morning. Uh, I've listened to you, Charlie, for years. Oh, really? And this is the first time I've called in. Uh, oh, are you now. a first time caller? Oh. Yep. Wait. Oh, wait a minute. There you are. There's Got your, your wings. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm calling about the acorn mm-hmm. because in the fall you mentioned about putting them in the in water, mm-hmm. and I put them and pierced little holes in them, uh, and right. I did that. Mm-hmm. And um, now they split in half. The but not you just see the white nut inside. Right. And so what do I do now? Are they still in water? Yeah. Okay, so here's this. This is an interesting question, actually. The poking the holes <clears throat> is what we do just prior to planting. The soaking happens when the outer shell is still intact. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not. You're asking a good question. What would you do now? You know what I would do now? I'd get them, drain them from the water. Mm-hmm. If you have some potting soil that's yeah. clean and fresh and still in the bag, you know what I mean, still sterile. Moisten that a little bit so that it's just a little bit damp. Yeah. Put all your acorns into that pile of potting soil in a Ziploc bag. Oh. And then in the refrigerator. Oh. Alternatively, if you because we were just saying the ground isn't frozen, you could take those same acorns that you're going to drain the water out of, go outside and plant those acorns where you would like an oak tree to grow, keeping in mind that the squirrels might be watching you and they oh. might <laughs> dig them up. Yeah. So you yeah. have to protect them. They got teeny weeny little uh, binoculars and they follow you. <laughs> they oh, have well, little periscopes. This is the, the first year that we've had so many acorns. I know, it's a big year for acorns, yeah, wasn't and it? The squirrels just. We've got squirrels around here, like, whatever. Yeah, well, they're just... just sitting eating acorns, acorns. Fattening acorns. up on them. Well, yeah. so, and so is your, you're hoping to grow a tree or two? Yeah, I was just saying... Experimenting with yeah. it. Yeah. What I would do, just because of the, t- you know, it'd be hard to go out and start digging holes right now, is do what I suggested, which is the draining, the moist potting soil, Ziploc bag in the refrigerator. And what we're going to do is we're going to, all of us who have acorns in the fridge, which is Frank, it's my daughter, it's obviously you, we're going to do an acorn planting uh, event on the radio. Hey, and great. we're going to pull, all of us are going to pull our acorns out of the refrigerator and get them potted up into little pots with the expectation we're going to actually see little green sprouts growing because those acorns... How long will that be? In May. We should, oh, we're should. we going to be planting in March. I hope I'm still employed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get you on the phone oh, one way or the other. Oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so for now, I, right away I would drain them and, like I said, get them in some moist potting soil, Ziploc bag, refrigerator. 
Okay, fine. Thank you very much. Thank you. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. All right. Happy New Year and whatever turned you on. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I enjoyed your show. Thank you very much. You can tell Edith has been a listener for a while when she says things like that. She clearly knows that she's got a couple of wacky personalities here. That's wonderful. Now, here's a question. Where the heck is Manatick? Oh, Manatick. Gail, uh, that's where Gail where is calling is. from, and she's on the line right now. Hi, Gail, where the heck are you? <laughs> hello, Gail. Uh, hello to the uh, control room. Hello. Hello. Oh, good there morning, Gail. Yeah, yeah. It's 30 minutes south of Ottawa. There you go. I knew that. It's got that oh. 30 minutes south of Ottawa. Holy moly. Are you, listen- <laughs> are you uh, tuned in via just a regular reception? No, no, I always listen to 740 through the cable. Well, smart little level you are. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. No, I, I moved from Toronto about two years ago, so I always listened um, on Saturday mornings when I was up early. So today uh-huh. I thought, oh, I forgot. They had the garden show. Terrific. I, I heard the it. first caller asking mm-hmm. about her orchid, mm-hmm. and I have an orchid question as well. Mm-hmm. I got one given to me about maybe two or three years ago, Mm -hmm. and I was doing the ice cube watering, Mm -hmm. and I changed. I now missed it. Mm -hmm. It's in a south window, Mm -hmm. and um, the leaves have started to come back. I've got six leaves on it, but I would like it to bloom again. Right. Now, I see this is interesting because our first caller, Marie... Is, was dealing with an eastern window, and she was a good five feet away from it. And I recommended she get a little closer to the eastern window. A south window is pretty intense light for what I assume is a Phalaenopsis orchid. They are the ones that are most commonly sold um, in all the grocery stores and the Costco's, and they, you know, they've, they've suddenly really taken over the market. Um, now, to get it to rebloom, number one, I would actually, if you're in a south window and that's your only option, I would actually have that five feet away from a south window, that orchid. Oh, okay. So, because it's just a little too intense. So you only missed for watering? You're not doing any saturating whatsoever? Um, I I do a little bit, um, but usually every day I'm misting my other air plants, so I miss the leaves of the orchid, and then maybe once a week Mm -hmm. um, I put soil um, water right into the, the, the pot. Oh, okay. That's good because, yeah, and the misting is great, particularly in the winter. All of us uh, should be misting our, uh, all of our tropical plants because our homes just are not humid enough. So misting is brilliant. Always mist if you can, a couple times a day even. But morning is great. Just, you know, any consistent misting. Now, and you're right, about once a week, some water so that, uh, because remember the way it works with orchids. Orchids don't naturally grow in soil. They they the, they land in the crotches and branches of trees and the they grow up in the air. So they sit in leaf litter and rotten wood and moist areas and that's where they grow. And their roots, of course, are only there kind of to hold on and they also you'll see roots coming out of your pot because they also take uh, moisture and nutrient from the air with those aerial roots. So orchids are a little different from a lot of our regular houseplants and that's why it is important that they do get some thorough watering every now and then so that the air pockets between the barks, the, the chunks of bark are actually, the air pockets are filled with water. And then eventually that water will disappear. And then again, it's time to, because you're eliminating, you're, you're doing an, an exchange, an air water exchange, because gases do 
pile up between the roots, which can be negative to the orchid. And so the water forces out those gases, and then as the water gets absorbed, oxygen, etc., will go back into those air pockets, and the plant will use it, and it's all brilliant. It's a really good little cycle. Hello, Gail. Hi. Oh, there. Okay, thought, makes we sense. We thought you'd lost you. <laughs> <laughs> does, any of that make, does any of that make sense? Yes, and I heard how you said to water it to the other lady, so I, I may just try that. Yeah, try it if you can. It does. It works like a charm. I've yeah. got an orchid that just keeps on blooming because I started doing that. And I have killed more orchids than everybody else who's listening right now put together. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> orchids don't really have a great fondness for her, Charlie, for some reason. Oh, well, I just, I, yeah. orchids just always seem so finicky to me. And I just, I'm a tough love kind of plant person. It's like you either make it or you don't. And usually the orchids haven't. <laughs> That's how she treats me. <laughs> but, but I've gotten yeah. a lot better at doing this dunk thing. And I tell you, it works like a charm. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and all the best for the new year. Thank, thank you, you, Gail. Too. Thanks for joining us Happy from uh, around the Ottawa area. That's yeah. neat. Well, we have somebody out there by the name of Mike who has um, something, a problem maybe with Amanda Villa. Let's find out. Hi, Mike. Uh, hi. Uh, my Amanda Villa uh, brought it in, and uh, now it's uh, losing all its leaves. Is that a good sign, bad sign? Uh, will it come around? Have you got it in some light? Is it yes, in? A, I get some light. Is it in a bright window, preferably southern? Uh, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. It gets uh, whenever the sun does shine. Yeah, a couple hours, two, three hours. Oh, okay. So probably what's happening? Remember when your mandevilla was outside? It was lots of sun and it had lots of leaves and it was a happy plant. When you yeah. brought it in, the light levels dropped dramatically, which doesn't right. mean the plant's going to die, but it it tells me. You got to remember the leaves that were working outside can't work inside because the chlorophyll levels are not sufficient to be able to grab that light and photosynthesize and feed the plant basically. So what it's doing is it's dropping the leaves that are of no use and it's growing new ones which will be able to utilize the amount of light you're providing and keep the plant alive. Your challenge right now is to be careful to not overwater during this process because okay. it, you know when it doesn't have a ton of leaves it's not using as much water. But and also don't be afraid to get out your pruners. Always remember, Mandevilla are going to have to be pruned back very hard at some point. I wouldn't prune back hard now if you don't have to, but don't hesitate to take any wayward tips off that are looking kind of unruly or, or have no leaves on them whatsoever. How about the deadwood? Could I remove it? I see some deadwood where yeah. I, I, I turned the, the, the stem and uh, it's not so pliable. Exactly. So if you're Can finding I that, yep, exactly. If you find that there's any real brittle deadwood, definitely yeah. remove that, and give oh, the plant so, okay, as much light as you can. Only water when the pot feels quite dry, and then we're going to start fertilizing again in early March, late okay. February. And once we start that fertilizing, of course, days are getting longer mm -hmm. already. Yeah, plants are going to start just being super invigorated by the light levels and the fertilizer, and then we're going to all get out our pruners. We're going to prune everything back. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> How much would you cut it back? A minimum of a third from the size it was when you brought it in. And you may okay. even go to half the size it was when you brought it in. Okay. But I would try and hold off on doing that for a little while longer. 
Very good. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you, Mike. Mike. Now, as Mike leaves the garden show, that means uh, it's room for another person on the line. So let me give you the phone numbers here to reach Charlie Dobbin on the garden show from AM 740, 416 360 0740 in Toronto and anywhere else in the province we would welcome your call it's toll free 1-866-740-4740 and oh gee I guess we have a uh, Carl on the line with a comment about orchids hi uh, welcome from Newmarket Carl hi hi how are you guys great, great. Yeah. good morning good morning I'm listening to your show you know having breakfast every oh hey well, what happened he gads. You know what? Uh, Carl, oh. call back. Yeah, call back. Call back. We just had a little snafu there. James yeah. Patrick Dooley is waiting to hear from you. <laughs> yes, indeed. In, in the meantime, I have mm-hmm. an email I'd love to share oh, with yeah, you. Oh, yeah, sure. Go from ahead. Nancy Robson. Rollison, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy Rollison writes, We have two amaryllis bulbs. One has a flower stalk. The other one only flowered the first year. Mm-hmm. It hasn't flowered since two years ago. Mm-hmm. What can we do to make it flower? So a lot of people right now are probably looking and watching amaryllis growing and flower, beginning to flower or in full flower now. And many of us have old amaryllis from the past, which keep putting out leaves and don't put out flowers. And this is always the challenge. What do we do? So here's, here's the, the sort of the cycle, because it's a bulb, right? So remember with bulbs, a ton of energy goes into making those flowers. So those huge amaryllis flowers drain that big fat bulb and make it a very thin, small, you know, shrunken thing. So post-flowering, we must maintain those bulbs with green leaves growing for preferably the entire spring and even the entire summer. A plant with green leaves, we are watering as appropriate, lots of sun, and the bulb is fattening up. By the end of August, Stop, well, even by the middle of August, stop watering, force that plant to just go completely dormant. All those green leaves will turn yellow. Let them turn yellow. Remove the yellow leaves as they turn brown. Just put the bulb away and forget about it. Just put it right away, right through the months of September, October. Pull it out again, end of November. So you're putting it away for about 12 weeks, 10 to 12 weeks. Bring it out, full sun, one watering. It should shoot up a flower at that point. You can also fertilize your amaryllis right after they finish flowering as we're growing those green leaves. But if you you still have bulbs kicking around that aren't Mm -hmm. flowering and you feel the bulb and it's just small and shriveled and you're getting a lot of leaves and not a lot of flowers, I personally would probably just put it in the composter and start again with a fresh one. Alrighty. And we're going to start again with Carl. He's back on the line, but we'll be with him right after these words on AM740, The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And through the magic of uh, radio, let's <laughs> zip up to Newmarket and uh, welcome Carl back again. Hi, Carl. I'm back on again. Good. I thought you didn't like my voice. Oh, we liked you a lot. <laughs> Welcome, Carl. <laughs> there have been several questions on orchids today, and I've, I've got three orchids I bought. Uh, so it's going on three years, mm-hmm. and they haven't stopped flowering since then. Nice. Uh, most of them have about 12 tough leaves on them, and one of them I had to repot. It was so heavy, and the mm-hmm. roots were all over the place. Yeah. And it's in a bigger pot. And what I do 
uh, every Sunday morning, once a week, I take them from the front. They're in a south window. Mm-hmm. It's a ledge, but I do have a birch tree in the front, so they don't get a lot of direct sun in the summer. Right, when it's more intense. Right, and in the winter, it's not, as I guess, as strong. Right. So I leave them there. They're mm-hmm. fine and unexposed to, to wind or anything, mm-hmm. uh, heat. Uh, but uh, I bring them in the kitchen every day in their pots. I put them on the counter, mm-hmm. and I fill the pot with water because there's a pot within the pot. Right. And I just fill it. I don't dunk them. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. Uh-huh. Really. You put them in a... In a, in a pail. A pail. Yeah. So I just fill them up, turn my back, get breakfast ready, <laughs> give them 15 minutes maybe sitting there, uh-huh. and then I drain them out. And occasionally I would use the spray from the, from the pipe and spray all the leaves uh, and wet okay. them down, give yeah, them a good, good wash. A little shower, yep. Yeah, and once in a while I fertilize them. And right now they, most of them have three, at least three stalks. Hmm. And I once I uh, had one of the plants had about 50 orchids on it. Wow. Nice. Right now one of them has, uh, I think, about 20 orchids right now, flowers on it. And the other two have buds on them right now. Wow, and you it, should be... It hasn't stopped in the last three years. I wonder when they will stop anyway. Well, fertilize not... <laughs> well, by what you're doing, then it's not going to stop anytime soon. No, I fertilize them just occasionally, Yeah. and that's it. Yeah, so occasionally, like maybe once a month, once every two yeah, months? Yeah, once a month, yeah. just, uh, as long as they're flowering. If mm-hmm. they stop flowering, I will, I will cut off fertilizing. Right. But they have been flowering and i love them because the flowers last three months so long and well, well but but yeah. again so you're do, so a sunday morning that's your ritual you're that's doing a ritual. very thorough watering and yeah. then a good solid draining sometimes a shower yep. and then back into the window i pull them out the pot and sit it in the sink and let it yeah. drain out yeah. Yeah. and just put them back in the pot and walk them i talk to them I no, <laughs> see that makes a difference <laughs> too yeah yeah, yeah. plants respond i'm starting to do it at home. <laughs> 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 i laughed but i'm i'm doing it with a Plant. Your plant. Oh, what's it, uh, um, oh, I can never remember the name. Medanilla. Medanilla. Here I'm going, oh, come on, honey, come on. <laughs> I know. That was it. I That's great. Pass well, on. Thanks uh, for that's sure. what I do, and mine's in the south window, and I know that some people say don't put it in the south. Right. I do have a ledge, and there's a fairly large overhang. Right. And oh. like you said, there's a birch that's in leaf all summer, that's so right. it's a much more dappled light in the summer when it right. when we need dappled light in those southern windows. So that's great. Um, have you ever considered joining, the, or maybe you are a member of the... S-O-O-S, the Southern Ontario uh, Orchid Society. I have never, Seuss. no. Um, you, write that down, S-O-O-S dot org. Okay. If on your computer, like, yeah. look them up. They're a wonderful group of people who um, obviously, like you, are having a lot of fun with their orchids and, and just are really, you can learn and share and, and swap. You can get some really cool orchids by joining the society because yeah, they I have wouldn't mind special events. Well, there you go. Hey, Carl, i got to tell you, um, I have very limited powers as the sous chef of the garden, but I'm going to uh, make one executive decision here with the power I do have uh, I'm going to appoint you the guy uh, the go-to guy for orchid advice <laughs> here on the show and, and so every time we run into a problem and Charlie she'll go Carl we need help, you know, and, and there you go. And I don't cut down the, the old stems. I leave them if the tips start to, to um, dry. I just cut a part of it off yes. down to one of the little stubs. And the reason you do that is because you found out that you got more flowers on those stems, That's right? That's right. I know. I learned Same that. one's coming back, and every now and then a new one will come out. I say one of them, I think, has about four stalks right yeah. now on it. Yes. Well, that's that's great, Carl. I'm so delighted. Funny. We're both delighted. You called in and uh, offered up a bit of advice there. 
Uh, it's okay. Just want to let you know what I do. Have a great day. Thanks you, so much. You betcha. That's yeah, great. Super. See, we we like to get the Happy calls, New Year. Uh, the comments, as well as the we questions. do because yeah. you know we're always all learning, right? It's never exactly. and and you know I don't want to like tell you that what you did was wrong there, but what you did was wrong because you, I know you gave executive power to <laughs> Carl to be the the orchid guy, but you're forgetting. Uh, Terry Kennedy, who was oh. on the show last winter at one point, she runs a company called OrchidsInOurTropics.com. Right. Well, um, and remember, it was her and her husband who started similar to Carl, yep. had a few orchids, had a lot of fun. Before they knew it, the hobby was right out of control. I will demote you, Carl. You're now vice president. That's right. So, so you'll be our orchids. backup, Carl. But, <laughs> but really, right now, you know, Terry Kennedy is our is our authority, and sh- her mantra is our hobby gone wild. <laughs> as as we speak, folks, uh, maybe if you got your piece of paper handy and a, and a pen or pencil, jot down Charlie Dobbin's email address at c dot Dobbin. That's d o b b i n at mzmedia.com. Also, keep in mind, if you've got a computer and you can get to the AM740 uh, on the main page of our website, you'll find uh, podcasts, and you can listen to all the previous garden shows that we have uh, have done, okay? And I'm, I'm just going to take another executive decision. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at the clock. I know we're due for another break here, and I don't want to get Eva on the line from Mississauga okay. and then have to say, you know, hold on. Eva. So, Eva, we're coming right back to you in just a moment after these words on AM 740 Zoomer Radio. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor, the sous chef for the garden, just had my hand slapped uh, for <laughs> getting too much power. Uh, well, he's take, making executive decisions, well, and he's, he's just saying. not an executive. No, I mean, no. like, hello. <laughs> it's Frank. <laughs> Eva, get me out of trouble. Welcome to the show. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Thank Good morning. You, you too. Uh, Charlie, I used to have a beautiful jasmine, and it was blooming all the summer long. Mm. I forgot to water it for mm. a while, and now all the leaves are too dry. Yep, it's toast. Yeah. Compost. So, uh, the, the stems are still green. Yeah. What should I do? I mean, if so, if, when you... Okay, what I would do is you have obviously reminded yourself to water it, and you watered it, and did anything happen? Did anything grow? Anything perk up? Any? Well, it was was growing a lot from the top like i mean almost four and a half feet mm-hmm. but you know, and the, because i put the cage on it oh yeah and the, the leaves start growing over the the, the cage so i yeah. was bending them over and tie them with the cage uh-huh. it's so big so just for everybody else who's listening, what you're calling a jasmine is likely a Stephanotis floribunda, which is often referred to as jasmine. Very fragrant, a vining, tropical plant, white flowers, and it's just like, woo, knocks your socks off. It's so fragrant. Well, Charlie brought I, up a picture. I it was the, the, the living room. It was smelled yeah, so beautiful. So nice. blooming. Yeah, and I'm afraid to say, I mean, the one thing you could do, if the leaves have all, like you said, they've, they've drooped, they've turned a pale green almost, get oh, out your... they're still green, but they're dry. Right. So, but they're still, and they're not the green they used to be. They're diff, They're more no, of a gray no, green. not like shiny. It used to be shiny. Right, exactly. So get out your pruners, prune the, everything right back, compost pretty well everything. Leave that little stem and few little branches coming up out of the ground. You know, try, leave the whole plant maybe five, six inches tall. Mm-hmm. And of course, if it hasn't been watered, I mean, if it's bone dry, 
give it one more chance, give it a thorough watering, keep yeah, it in the sun. I've been uh, giving you water a lot. Oh, so lately. it's probably quite moist right now. Yeah. And the only way, I mean, it's either dead or you can force it to put out some new growth, but you'll have to cut it back to do that. Oh, one I or the see. other. So it's either compost or there's a little bit of hope. Yeah, so I just, uh, I just trim it and take all the leaves out. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Thank you very much and have a happy new year. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much, Eva. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> with, with that thought in mind, new year, mm-hmm. what sort of things should uh, folks out there who are gardeners and would-be gardeners keep in mind as we say goodbye to 2014 and welcome 2015? What sort of little tips can you give about looking ahead in the new year for as far as gardening, what do you what do you time? Well, you know what's one of my thing. favorite tips right now at mm-hmm. this time of year because well, keep in mind it's been mild and we yeah. were saying that drain those hoses if you haven't drained them and turn off the outdoor water. Right. I actually my rain barrel had some water in it that froze solid, but now with the mild weather, I was able to actually truly. Uh, empty my rain barrel. So do that if you haven't done that. Remember that when we do get snow, snow is good for the garden. Snow is good for the plants. It's when you're shoveling, don't hesitate to put snow up onto your roses and onto your perennial gardens. It's the evergreens that can really suffer if there's too much snow piled piled up. But, you know, we don't have that kind of coming in the forecast. But many of us have live Christmas trees, Mm -hmm. and we will be undecorating those and taking those out to the curbside soon. Now, there are a lot of things you can do with your Christmas tree before you give it to the municipality. Oh, really? One, the one I love doing is taking that Christmas tree, and of course the ground is thawed right now, jam it into the soil outside or leave it in its stand, put it outside undecorated, and the birds will love it. They'll come and use it as a tree. Oh, yeah. You can even hang some little, you know, uh, suet balls in there or get some pine cones, roll them in some peanut butter, hang those into the tree. Make it a, a whole kind of a, a, an alive situation right, outdoors. Yeah. One of the things I use my Christmas tree for every year is I cut the lower branches off once I'm done with it, keep those branches, and then I use those to protect tender evergreens uh, that are going to get scorched as the sun starts coming out big time in January, February, March. So I have hellebores all over the place. There's no leaves on the trees. The sun is beaten down. All those leaves, those hellebore leaves get crispy in the sun. So I put Christmas tree branches over rhododendrons, Hellebores, Pieris, all of these are broadleafed evergreens mm-hmm. that do not want the, the bright sun Every or, the, sunshine, or yeah. the big winds that we sometimes get in the late winter. Right. So Christmas tree boughs can really create a bunch of protection that way. I so, love that idea of the Christmas tree and, and you know the birds being welcomed aboard. Well, I'm like so into birds right now. I'm my, for you were Christmas. Over, yes, okay. Tell for me about Christmas, the I got a, a new bird feeder to add to my bird feeder collection. And uh, my daughter got this for me from Wild Birds Unlimited, which is my all-time favorite bird store in my neighborhood. It's a, so it starts as a tray at the bottom. It's a clear plexiglass tray at the bottom. Okay. It's got a central uh, brass um, pole through it. Then it's got a dome, a clear dome over the top. So, of course, the dome keeps the seed in that tray dry. Right. And the birds can go in under the dome and they can eat. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But the extra thing that's kind of cool is that brass central tube that's in the, that holds mm-hmm. it all together. Uh, you can buy cylinders of bird seed that has been, it's being held together with like honey and fruit mm-hmm. extracts. And that actually is is sitting in the center of this whole thing because it's it, it the the little brass yeah. post I'm talking about is hollow. Yeah, exactly. And well, no, the cylinder it's got a it's got a the cylinder of birdseed has a hole right through the center. Yeah, yeah. So that sits 
beneath the dome and above the tray. And so it's kind of a two kind of feeder, right? You've got the, the seed and all these lovely fruits mm-hmm. under the dome. And then you've got this tray of bird seed below it. Oh, I set it up yesterday and I stood there for an hour <laughs> waiting any, for the birds any to bird come. Arrived? No, no they were all too busy off somewhere else. They were, you know, <laughs> you're Boxing Day shopping or something. You're getting hawks already. Well, yeah, I have so many birds. I think the hawks are flying over and going, ooh, something good going on down there. So now I've got hawks and they're lining up on my fence between my neighbors. So between the cats and the hawks and all the birds, I tell you, it's a lot of fun in my backyard. Well, I'll tell you, uh, this year has been a a really good one for a a lot of people Mm -hmm. out there. And we want to wish everybody the best, of course, for 2015. Uh, Hard to believe this coming Wednesday is New Year's Eve. Already, I know. Yeah, yeah. And And uh, 2015 has been designated by the UN, the International Year of Light. So I think that's kind of worth looking forward to. Like, that's a wonderful theme for 2015, Mm -hmm. light. Not just because it's lightness and, and, you know, just that um, relieving some of the burdens and the stresses from our shoulders, feeling lighter, but also just the importance of light and the illumination and how good we feel when we're in light, right? As opposed to the dark days when we get... Kind yeah, of well, sad. and we're getting, as you mentioned earlier, we're getting the days longer. Mm-hmm. It's getting lighter later, like me. <laughs> Say that ten lighter, times. Later, lighter. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, Charlie I, has been a ball this uh, past year. I look forward to another great year. Yes, and the microphone here in thank the you for being such a good sous chef. And I, I hope when I tease you in nonstop, it doesn't trouble you too badly. Of course not. I, I sit out in the hallway and cry sometimes. Because but... it's so fun. <laughs> oh, oh, geez, oh. All right, all right. James it's so Julie much, really like that. Look at me so just much himself fun. In there, yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be sticking around, by the way. Yes. Uh, the, the boys. You're, the car guy garage. today. Yeah. I'm the car guy. Yeah. yeah. The car, you're uh, two car guys. Y- yes, I, I am <laughs> two car guys. I've got <laughs> double the work <laughs> on me. <laughs> Revs the engine. That's right. So thank you, Frank. Yeah, so you're here for another hour. Yep, got then we're going for breakfast. Music. Breakfast, yeah, breakfast after that. Going out to uh, the Grenadier Restaurant in High Park. That's right. Everybody knows Frank there now. <laughs> 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 That's true. <I> do. <laughs> the staff. I everybody it. knows Frank. I love what it. a friendly guy. So thank you, Frank. Thanks for being the best sous chef ever. You are welcome. Thank you, James Patrick Dooley, for all your help. Thanks to all our best callers in the world. Happy New Year and see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.